Everyone has a podcast nowadays, whether it's about sports, politics, statistics behind the stories and stories behind the statistics, or features some of the most fascinating discussions on the current state of statistical communications in the world. No matter the topic, it seems like someone somewhere is talking into a microphone about it. Getting someone to act on your podcast, however, that's special, as we'll see later today. I'm John Baylor. Stats and Stories is a production of Miami University's Departments of Statistics and Media Journalism and Film, as well as the American Statistical Association. Joining me are regular panelists Richard Campbell and Rosemary Pennington from the Department of Media Journalism and Film. Tim Harford is our guest today and the host of the new podcast, Cautionary Tales, as well as the author of the books, Messy, The Undercover Economist, and The Data Detective, 10 Easy Rules to Make Sense of Statistics that was released this year in the United States and Canada. Tim is a senior columnist at the Financial Times and presenter of Radio 4's More or Less, the series 50 Things That Made the Modern Economy and the and the related podcasts. He's an associate member of Nuffield College of Oxford and an honorary fellow of the Royal Statistical Society. Tim was made an OBE for services towards improving economic understanding in the New Year honors of 2019. Tim, it's just a great honor to have you here. Thank you very much. We're excited to talk to you about you know, your new podcast, like How to Vaccinate the World and Cautionary Tales, and particularly about a, a, a hero of mine and of, of many, and that's uh, Florence Nightingale. And you wrote about her recently in the pandemic. Nightingale, of course, will be no stranger to fans of Stats and Stories. I know you had a wonderful episode with Alison Headley, the Victorian data visualization expert, not so long ago. But what I am able to contribute to the, the ongoing love affair of statisticians with, with, with Florence Nightingale is that uh, on Cautionary Tales, I can reveal that we have managed to persuade Helena Bonham Carter uh, the A-lister's A-lister, to play Florence Nightingale herself. Uh, I mean, it's, I've written a cautionary tale about Florence Nightingale, about her experiments with data visualization, and cautionary tales, they're true stories, and then we have real actors who come and play these parts. And when my producer said, we're, we're going to ask Helena Bonham Carter to do it, I thought, well, yeah, good luck with that, because we're just a little, we're just a little <laughs> podcast. But um, I was absolutely delighted that she agreed to do it. I mean, she's actually not not the only amazing actor that we have, but I realised there, there may be a reason why she was interested because I've realised that uh, she is in fact distantly related to Florence Nightingale. Florence Nightingale was part of the Bonham Carter family and she's campaigned to raise awareness of Nightingale's work. And so maybe, maybe that was what hooked her in. I wasn't aware of the connection, but uh, I've heard snippets of her performance and it is amazing absolutely amazing you raised the bar for our producer by the way i mean i think he's he's probably quaking in his boots now about what the expectations are for this show well you know it's it's always good if you're trying to raise awareness of an issue if you can just have an incredibly famous person that that does help it really does help <laughs> and and if they're related to the person that's even better <laughs> it does no harm at all but i mean as i think uh, stats and stories listeners will know Nightingale was a remarkable figure in the history of statistics yeah. and there are a lot of different stories told about her they're not they're not all true but the one that I really wanted to explore was uh, her experiments with data visualization specifically I think a lot of people will know she um, she went out to serve as a as a nurse to lead a contingent of nurses in the Crimean War in the mid 19th century she had a very difficult experience there she became a sort of 
patron saint of Britain. She was the most famous woman in the British Empire except for Queen Victoria herself. And she was, as you may know, the first female fellow of the Royal Statistical Society. Mm -hmm. But what particularly interested me was she was going toe-to-toe with the British medical and military establishment. And she was very explicit. She said, when I am outraged or when I'm enraged, I I revenge myself with a new diagram. I I love that quote. (laughs) That is a marvelous quote. And she talked about she was going to frame her diagrams, have them framed and hung on the wall at the Ministry of War and the barracks and the the various sort of areas where the people she wanted to influence would see them. And she was going to send copies to Queen Victoria and Prince Albert, and she was going to send copies to ambassadors, and she was going to send copies to the press and to the Houses of Parliament. She was very, very conscious of the power of a good chart to communicate a story. And that is what I'm trying to explore in this particular cautionary tales and also the downsides. Like what are the risks when that's when you that's what you're trying to do when you start trying to persuade people? What are you are you willing to cut corners? Are you willing to 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 skew the dice in your favor? Did she do that or did she not? And these are the things I'm trying to explore. What is your approach to storytelling in cautionary tales? So for the for someone who's not listened, what are they what are they going to if they're not listening to Florence Nightingale, what are they normally going to encounter if they listen to this? Well, one of the other cautionary tales is about Martin Luther King and his most famous speech contrasted with a gentleman called Gerald Ratner, who's very famous in the UK, who is a jewelry entrepreneur who gave a speech which blew up his empire and cost hundreds of millions of dollars and asking what did Martin Luther King do successfully that Gerald Ratner failed to do or vice versa and and there's a twist there's a twist in the story Um, there's another one called the Dunning-Kruger hijack which is a a hijacking of an aeroplane by the stupidest terrorists imaginable (laughs) and why, why, why are some people so very far outside their sphere of competence? So, <laughs> John, do you have an answer to case, that one? Why, why are you looking at us? Why are you? Yeah, <laughs> what are you I, saying, I Tim? I think he's looking right <laughs> at me. Yeah. Uh, it's just a guilty conscience, Richard. Uh, but, <laughs> but in each case, what I'm doing is I'm trying to. This, these are true stories. I go to the historical record, I, you know, the the speeches, the biographies, the histories. I'm writing scripts for actors. Most of the scripts are, again, based on you know things that we know they said. But sometimes, you know, I would, I would be based on a close paraphrase or something or a media report. But the idea is to tell this true story, and, and it's always a story of something going wrong. Sometimes it's very funny. Sometimes it's absolutely tragic. Uh, every now and then, there's a happy ending because you've got to keep people guessing. But in each case, I want to to bring the social science to the story. So I want to explain to people about the Dunning-Kruger effect, for example, or about the neuroscientific research into improvisation that tells us about Martin Luther King's speeches. Or in the case of Florence Nightingale, what do we know about data visualization and when it persuades or fails to persuade? Well, I'm afraid that's all the time we have for this episode of Stats and Short Stories. Tim, thank you so much for being here. It's my pleasure. Thanks, Tim. 
welcome. Stats and Stories is a partnership between Miami University's Departments of Statistics and Media Journalism and Film and the American Statistical Association. You can follow us on Twitter, Apple Podcasts, or other places where you can find podcasts. If you'd like to share your thoughts on our program, send your email to statsandstories at miamioh.edu or check us out at statsandstories.net. And be sure to listen for future editions of Stats and Stories, where we discuss the statistics behind the stories and the stories behind the statistics.